<laughs> Got you guys good, didn't I? Don't worry, guys. It was just the buns having some funs. Hey guys, this is Sid, and welcome to the second episode of Fresh Buns. I'm joined here by two badass women. Firstly, as you know, my co-host. Hey, stop it, man. <laughs> Mahati, Mahati, and our special guest here, Mira. Hi guys. Hi guys. This is Mahati, and uh, me introducing Mira goes way, way back. Mira and I have been friends for almost seven years now. Yeah. And uh, I've known her since law school, and Mira was my roommate in law school. So, orientation day in law school, first day, we are divided into groups, and it so happens that Mira and I were in the same group, and uh, it was like a bunch of ten to fifteen of us, and we were taken into a classroom. So, uh, I had to introduce Mira, and Mira had to introduce me because we were sitting next to each other. That was the activity to introduce the person next to you. So I had known Meera for the past two days because she was my roommate. I was chilling with her, <laughs> and uh, I ended up saying like Meera is this ace badminton player, and she's played for India. She's played under nineteen world championships. She's gone all over India playing badminton, and I gave these like really masala nice introduction. Meera froze. <laughs> Meera just froze, and Meera went. Uh, This is Moti Gulati, <laughs> and I'm like. She didn't get your name right. Yeah, she didn't get my name right. She said this is Moti Gulati, and I mean, it was so overwhelming because everyone's looking at you, and the pressure was real. And I'd spent like two whole days chilling with this girl, and I'd probably heard her name once. <laughs> <laughs> because when you're chilling with someone, dude. you probably say hi. This is me, and that's it. So it's pretty weird, but and when everyone looking at you. And that introduction was solid, mm. so yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> so Mahati did a good job, but Mira had what all. Mira gave me a name. A classic performance anxiety. Yeah, for real, it was like it was such a weird moment because everyone staring at me and looking at me, hoping for me to say something. I don't know, fitting and a proper introduction, and I just froze. But that's okay. I think I ended up getting a name which. Uh, Stayed forever. Stayed forever. <laughs> I think she just calls me Moti now. <laughs> I actually didn't know you had this uh, nickname. I didn't know people called you Moti. Only she calls me Moti. No, and oh, because of this, when like I'm trying to like tell my friends about her, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to do this with Moti, and they look at me saying, who is Moti? And at this point in college, everybody kind of figured that I call her Moti. And some people are like, why do you call her Moti? She's not fat. I'm like, hey, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an us thing. So yeah, it's just an us thing. So. Yeah, that's Mira. She's as I said, she's an ace badminton player, and she's also a badass lawyer. Yeah. So nice. let's welcome Mira. Let's clap for her. Yeah. Go Mira. <laughs> wow, feeling all kinds of ego boost today. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you start playing badminton? Hmm. So basically, I started playing when I was four, and this started because my sister used to play badminton. So I have an older sister, and uh, my parents decided that it was time for her to go to the club and start playing a sport because it's not just enough to study. And as every other Indian parent, my that's very unlike a South Indian parent, actually. No, but my my dad is kind of different. He expects for us to also be able to like exercise and have that going on the side, and mm. he thinks it's very important. So. And I was one of those kids who always wanted to do everything that the older sister was doing. So it started off by me just going with her, and as she was going to like eighth grade or something, she focused more on studying, and I really enjoyed going to the club and playing in the park as opposed to actually playing badminton. Hmm. So I'd actually go to play simply because I'd get that one hour in the park, 
and uh, I think I was around four or five. And then eventually, when I got a little older, when I was six or seven, my coach realized that okay, fine, I think this girl has some potential and probably needs to play more than just the weekend in the club. And he suggested to my mom, saying, "Listen, maybe you should give it a try." And my mom was very excited because she didn't ever expect for me to have that kind of potential. Mm-hmm. And Playing a sport is not very new in my family because most of my uncles have actually been playing hockey, and my dad has also been to the sporting. Oh, so you come from a family of uh, sports persons? Yeah, my dad's side. Okay. And uh, so they're all very encouraging and very supportive of me playing a sport. And my dad initially wasn't very sure that I'd do that well because at that age you can't really tell. It's more mm-hmm. of a okay, does she like it? Will she really like it when she gets older? what is the potential then we'll see when we get there mm-hmm. so it was just me and i was in a very relaxed and like a nice school where they didn't have that put that pressure on us to kind of study when we were in school or have exams or deal with that homework pressure while most of the kids near my house had to do all of that wait so you are telling me that you were in school but you were exempt from doing all those all the homework and all the studying and all dude i want that life because my school is very cool we didn't have our first tests until like 6th or 7th grade and i've never done homework so i was one of those kids always in the street waiting to do something to play with people mm-hmm. and when it was march because my birthday is in march i'd be so excited to throw a birthday party and have all of them come but only my school friends would come all of the others would be dying with tests and i'm just like how guys what's happening we went to the wrong school i yeah, think guys. with the tests it was also a little bit little like little bit of envy there because if i knew that you weren't doing your tests and you weren't doing any of your homework <laughs> i'd be like yo what the fuck is going on here But she yeah. doesn't get to do her homework but while i'm sitting here just studying maths and doing all the sada kutta tommy sada kutta kutta exactly dude i'm so thankful to like the school that i've gone to it's mad but yeah so my parents were happy and i don't know very encouraging and also because we had that kind of time because i didn't need to do all the other things studying was just a school concept for us you right. go to school you come back and we'd be done by like 4:45 mm-hmm. and post that my mom would be like okay fine go play for like an hour or two and yeah but you trained for an hour just an hour or two when i was a kid yes because it was just us trying to like figure out how to play mm-hmm. but um, i eventually made the switch to prakash padukone academy when i was right. around in my under 13 and that's when it got a little tedious because mm-hmm. after school you'd still have to so school was until 4:45 for us right right and i'd get that permission to get to the academy early and play from 4 to 6:30 but we'd also have something called morning fitness which means that you wake up and then you do everything to gain that stamina and strength mm-hmm. that you need um, and will require as you grow older because when you're 13 you can't do too much it's basic technical the technical aspect that you're focusing on mm-hmm. aiming to get the right strokes and they have that kind of coaches to help you with that right. as like a beginner <coughs> and a, a prerequisite to you joining like the senior mm-hmm. coaches mm-hmm. so for a for a couple of years you do that and the training also in the morning i used to train with this coach in kantira stadium who basically trained a lot of other athletes so it was basic normal running and like high jumps or any of that the normal athlete would actually require and so yeah i'd go do that come back go to school come back go play and my mom was very enthusiastic she even put me in like music class and dance class 
and painting classes and keyboard classes at this point. Oh yeah, Yo. you told me you went to Kamal Hassan's wife's dance class. Yeah, classes, so I right? was taught yeah. dance by Vani Ganapati, and she's not someone you take easily. Like it's like it's a very it's a proper dedicated dance school almost that I would say. So I would go there and do dance like thrice a week, and before that I'd go for music class because mm. I was very interested in music. I still am. So I really wanted to learn Carnatic music. So I went to this teacher, mm-hmm. and Carnatic music sits well with Bharatanatyam because it's it's the same kind of yeah 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 it it's is. a similar form of like the music eventually that is the same it's that similar, backs your yeah. dance right yeah so I do that and I was also enthusiastic about painting so the weekends my mom also paints so I'd go and like. paint and i was also doing this keyboard class thing in between wow man she was which is a long everything like literally everything. everything this is also because most of these kids were busy uh doing their homework and i didn't know what to do so i was trying to sign up for as many things dude i came back home like, and watched yeah. hannah montana <laughs> she was like homework what the hell is that man i don't even know how to do that yeah. i have to do something but else. i wasn't someone who's very glued to the tv also wow. i really enjoyed the outside and like doing as much, much as i can outside So Mahati tells me that you've been a national level player and also an international level player. How was that like? Uh it was a very hectic life. So before I got to law school, um it was at least 6 to 8 hours of training and this is your training to be a professional badminton player. Right. So I've had the privilege of representing India in the under 19 World Junior Championships mm. and the Badminton Asian Championship. Right. And it was a very different experience. So up until then it was um, rigorous tournament schedules because you play the state level then you play your uh, national ranking tournaments and based on this you play a national championship and how you fare in that decides if you're going to make it to the team. So mm. after all of this you eventually get to like the international arena and it's so intimidating to see all of those people do what they do and with that kind of dedication and um it's you feel so small and you mm-hmm. realize your place in this huge globe that is in front of you so um it's a very i think it's a very important experience and that helped me realize so much about my journey and my game so right right i actually uh, played uh, badminton with a couple of my friends i think uh, a week back or so mm-hmm. and uh, we played on the court so there was this guy <laughs> he was my friend and uh, so we we've never played badminton mm-hmm. before mind you Maybe not even I, in college. I must have no, not even in college. I must have played like what ten, twelve years back or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was this friend of mine, and we were. I was playing against him, so we played, and then uh, I happened to beat him only by a margin. <laughs> and then he comes to me and he's like, "Do you know how many points are there in a game?" Yeah, twenty-one. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> so he comes to me and then he's like, "Yo," I was like, "How was the game, man?" And he was like, "Yo." Uh, I remember badminton being completely different. I was like, "What do you mean?" Then he says, uh, "I don't remember moving because when we used to play <laughs> on the streets, right? We just used to hit with the hit the uh, the shuttle." No, this is also a lot that I like. This is very common. So, so many of my family friends would come and ask me, "So why am I putting in that many hours working on my fitness or my strength?" And they wouldn't realize what an agile. Like, you need to be very agile when you're playing badminton. Right. It's about The zero point one microsecond that counts, as exactly. opposed to like actually running behind. 
now that he brought up playing on the streets dude while playing on the streets as kid i don't know why they call the shuttle cock dude and they wanted to even say shuttle cock they'll just say cock hey cock is stuck in the tree cock is stuck in the tree and what and they say bat they don't even say racket racket and so dude recent even as kids i'm sure even i have done it and and recently i was just taking out my car and my neighbors were playing on the street and the one cock was stuck on the tree so the mom is telling her husband her she's saying enri cock kot tera mel in the that means hey will you give me a cock from upstairs and i'm like oh wow this sounds bad <laughs> we shouldn't be saying this so should yeah. have been like coming just one second <laughs> <laughs> and you've uh, she also tells me that you've played in uh, taiwan and in uh, malaysia yeah so that's where my so taiwan was where my badminton asian championship was so it's all asian con- countries competing mm-hmm. and It was a mad experience because imagine you're getting to go without your parents. That's like a big, mm. <laughs> yes, I'm doing this, I'm going out of the country. And at what age was this? When I was uh, 18. Okay, okay. Okay, so I've traveled quite a bit without mm. my parents, but internationally not too much because right. this is fully sponsored by your Indian government. And mm. it was so much fun because I also got to spend a lot of time with like my teammates, but mm. a lot of travel, new country, new experiences... getting lost finding new things you said you lost your phone in taiwan or something no yeah to taiwan was a mad experience so i was there lost my phone and it was like a smaller part of the whole city that we were at and um, we had to go print our jerseys also at this point and here me and my mixed doubles partner were in a street and at this point no google, google maps also to help us no one speaking english and which is so confused and we just know we live in this really nice hotel opposite the taiwan 101 like that's so landmark building in taiwan so we were like okay cool there's no way we're going to not know how to go back but at that point to go and find that phone we eventually got it that's a different thing but to get past all those people to try and tell them that okay fine i possess this yellow bright phone <laughs> and i left it in this spot and please help me get it yeah, and all of this to remember that you have a mother back home who's <laughs> gonna ask you so many questions about that was the only thing racing in my mind and i was like okay fine we have to get this phone and like go no back. i i went there asking small things is also difficult how much is this like, yeah it's very hard to like communicate to, imagine explaining phone lost yellow phone <laughs> yeah and it was quite a while it took me a while to realize that the phone was missing because we were very glued to our phones right now yeah mm-hmm. but back then we were just like okay fine we need to text someone i didn't even have a sim on it so there was no reason for me to even look <laughs> at my phone saying okay fine i probably have to like give this person a call or like yeah. respond back so i had a actually a similar experience when i had gone to represent india uh, in the badi champions okay i'm kidding i didn't go <laughs> for a second i was like wow <laughs> what is this new information <laughs> so i had uh, i was actually backpacking with my sister in uh, china so mm-hmm. we had gone to beijing people don't speak much english there maybe deliberately i'm not sure we'll yeah. have to ask them in cantonese so we had visited this place called forbidden city and we went through the main entrance got got out from the back sounds side. like a video game <laughs> <laughs> got out from the back side and uh, i had some cash with me i had my passport my sister's passport camera and everything and we took an e-rickshaw from there so he was like okay fine it's 30 yuan chinese currency so he was like 30 yuan and i'll take you back to the hotel again mm. we didn't have uh, google and all yeah. that so our man what he does is he takes us to like this uh, street okay which mm-hmm. is completely isolated and then he 
asks us to get off his e-rickshaw. So then he says, uh, "I don't want thirty yuan. I want three hundred yuan." And I was just looking at him like, "Yo, I I don't have the money for <laughs> all of this. I don't I don't have the money. Just please take us back." And he started thumping his head mm-hmm. like this, like as if he became completely crazy or he was trying. It was his way of threatening me. Okay. But uh, my sister was also there, and this fight or flight situation just kicked in. And then I was like, "Okay, you got to stop." I took out my bag, zipped, opened the zip, and took out my nunchucks, and I went like, <laughs> "Yeah, oh okay, God. that also didn't happen, but uh, it would have been good if it did, though." <laughs> I just gave him the money because wow. uh, there was just a. No, that's fair. Mm. Yeah. So in fight or flight. So, so it was. It was flight. It was a lot Sip. of flight. <laughs> a lot of flight. Yeah. <laughs> just run away from there, please. We have nothing to do with you. <laughs> But you've had a lot of losing stuff. Uh, you've lost your camera. You've lost your. I know that cycle. was robbed. Yeah. Yeah. Lost the bicycle. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. You lost a lot of life. <laughs> <laughs> Difficult. Cold mess. <laughs> <laughs> What a cold mess. What a cold mess. <laughs> So Mira from this environment where you're traveling, training and barely attending classes, you took this huge shift like like a 180 degree turn and you came to law school. How was how different was this for you to come to an environment where especially in first year we're all just running that race. I mean towards second and third year we we give up and like okay, kuch nahi hone wala. So but then like first year is where everybody is running and wants to achieve something. How was that different you? Literally you literally saw what day one was like. I froze <laughs> because I was so clueless. Because I'm not used to sitting in a classroom with everybody actively wanting to participate. So even when I went to college, it was a very chilled out atmosphere where everyone's just there doing their thing and going back. But law school was very different because I didn't have the same intentions like the rest of my class when I got there. Like I didn't go there initially to become a topper or. to ace law school with that corporate job and it was very inspiring in many ways to see how everybody really wanted to be there and really wanted to like get something out of that journey and i was just there because i assumed and my mom assumed more than me that i really wanted to be a lawyer and i'm thankful for that assumption today but back then i was very clueless and also because law school is that space where you also need to prep so much before you go into class and this is not something that i was used to i was barely used to like studying a week before my exam or even a few days before and my exam and doing homework i will never forget and, that yeah and <laughs> not doing my homework or even if I, and i had to do my homework never doing it and ask my parents to do it for me and going to class very normally and here i was in jindal where uh, they expected to read like 50 to 100 pages every day before you go into class and i had professors who were asking me random lines from like readings expecting expecting for me to respond and i didn't know how it worked and it was very 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 overwhelming i was just a very lost kid i think i spent like i think we spent the first few months figuring out what was happening i think first semester yeah, first we spent few months were hard yeah, yeah no first semester i think we spent figuring it out because even though i came from a school where we used to, where we used to always study and everything but still like this was completely different for me because i'm used to like you know people just working with each other working together and uh, in that way i'm glad i found mira because that whole sense of you know someone studying with you someone yeah. and also that you. wavelength and also how we studied so we probably wouldn't spend all day yeah. we organized that time in a better way and uh, and 
even college was a space for me where i also continued playing yeah so it allowed for me to i don't know um customize my schedule in such a way and i think we figured out like 2 3 months into college about how to make this yeah. work and dude i think we're jumping can you see us jump this is is there is this where i fail yeah this is this you or me jumping i'm i think one of us but if yeah. it so, fails i think it's you if it wins i think it's me you know <laughs> so we made uh, meera play this game called ori and the blind forest it's a stunning game with stunning visuals and it was developed by moon studios back in 2015 it's also one of my uh, favorite games that i've ever played basically about this kindred spirit who strays away and gets picked up by this panda looking like creature called naru and then there's this cataclysmic event where there is no food left in that forest and naru dies because of starvation <laughs> so ori gets ba- gets back on his feet and he's like i need to resurrect naru it's in a very like he said it was a very sad first few minutes like when you're reading through and trying to understand the story when you're trying to understand the game it's a very cute and like we spoke about this this gaming to me never like i never knew it be so much fun and this peaceful and we've always assumed gaming to be guns combat and oh, like yeah. guns and shooting shooting and that's something that not really appealed to me too much but apart from the times that i was playing candy crush which is also <laughs> a game not a game Shut no up. but at least i've played club penguin <laughs> club penguin <laughs> qualifies as a child level gaming <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think this was uh, This was me. Yeah, this, this is where you're yeah. literally struggling to jump this on is me. top of that. <laughs> hey, sports was never my thing, okay? <laughs> Jumping athlete. <laughs> so Mira, you had you had played uh, Club Penguin before, but now now that you've seen how immersive games can be with you, would you play something like this in the future or I'd love to. I'm actually going to go and download this game if I can because this is so exciting and I also have this thing when I fail at something I really want to do it. So so I'm going to keep doing it even if I don't get past that clip. <laughs> I think I'm, th- I'm pretty sure this was me guys. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to come and save you and then get off that cliff. So guys please check out Ori and the Blind Forest. It's a really nice game available on Steam as well. You can download it or you can get it for free. I'm just going to end it there. But let's get back to Mira. Either way you need to tell me if it's downloading or getting it for free how to do it because you know I found this very interesting. <laughs> so yeah back to Mira. Uh, Mira, even you have an Instagram page, or you run like you. It is a just a platform. That's it. Uh, called so Thought of. me and a couple of friends, actually sports enthusiasts, we were very interested in having one of these pages that focused on women and sports because most of the time we forget to highlight um, the mad things women can do in the arena of sports. So we uh, decided to like focus on celebrating and sharing. very stories of like athletes and when i say athletes i don't limit it to people just performing for the nation but people on a general like female coaches uh people with jobs in this um uh, field and um this also doesn't limit itself to merely coaches on field but like physiotherapists psychologists all of them and simply sharing their story and making it a safe space for anyone if they want to reach out to any of these people that we're contacting or putting up on the page or simply sharing their story and wanting for more people to be more aware and also pick up a i don't know try to like look for opportunities in this arena cuz having played a sport i didn't know too much about the opportunities for me if 
let's say in the event i was going to retire and didn't know what i was going to do after and mm, very true i'm thankful mm. i went to law school and i know what i have a little bit of my life sorted at this point but so many of my friends still were in that in between phase of i still want to give back to sport but i don't know how to give back to sport really true, and true. interesting yeah, yeah. so our initiative basically also focused on that and that's interesting because uh, when you usually look at a sports person as an or an athlete you just look at him or her individually you don't look at the entire team and the hard work that goes behind that particular Definitely. sports person so and also because this whole stigma of whether a woman should play a sport and whether whether it's like biologically okay and mm. so many times there's so many setbacks and we're just right. simply trying to normalize all of it and also make them aware that it's okay like there's so many other women with you doing this not trying to make anything small or big here but just trying to make it a more inclusive space for everyone that's it yeah guys i mean women can do anything in the world yeah what do, what are you guys thinking about yeah and also i think viewership also like for example if like wimbledon finals mm-hmm. right Wimbledon finals, women's finals happens on a Saturday, and yeah. men's final is on a Sunday. Mm, I don't get this logic because why? I mean, even that's a singles final. This is a singles but final. But you also do realize that they also pay us very differently, right? This is also some issues that mm-hmm. we just fail to like look at or realize. And there's and there's so many other sports. Like at least tennis has that sense of popularity. That's true. Yeah. But talking about some other sports, I don't even think we can name too many table tennis players that we know or. squash players or any one of them right i think apart from like no like a large population i, I, I think it'll take India a bollywood now. movie for us to like realize yeah. the athletes <laughs> oh around man, us that the bollywood yeah. movies mm. yeah i think in a large part of india we're just concentrated on watching cricket i mean guilty as charged i don't know as many badminton players also like a properly the big names like pv sindhu or saina nehwal yeah. or something but i got to know more names because of you like rooming with you hearing yeah. your talk So and I think there are very few people who put up like you know updates or like talk about it in general. Yeah, so and this is what we wanted to do. We wanted to like highlight that this is happening on a daily and we maybe should focus on it mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, completely. Awesome, I think it really awesome. makes sense. And That's what cool. it's called Hurt Off, right? Guys, check them out on Instagram. They're called Hurt Off and uh, go check uh, out their page. Uh this reminds me actually there's this one story where uh, this uh, woman with her baby met with an accident and uh, the woman managed to escape but the baby was still under the car so there was this uh, surge of adrenaline rush on the woman and she somehow picked up the car with her bare hands and saved the baby wow. so mira this is a real story like actually this yeah. this is this has been documented oh, so wow. while playing badminton do you feel like you're some sort of a superhuman you have that ability that literally goes out of the way as compared oh. to like somebody like me who just stands in one place and plays badly sometimes yes because the urge to win is real and there are times where i've been injured or i'm dead and it's like the last few points and you see yourself almost winning the tournament and i've pushed myself and i have realized much later that i don't know what it was that end to just push yourself happened and this is what most sports people also feel you just have that extra energy in you which you did not realize that you actually had so i feel like this is what it feels to be a superhuman you know when you get you know when you say this i actually think of like uh, so many athletes like serena williams mm. or so many of these people who actually come back into playing a sport after being a mom mm. and yeah. to see them achieve and win that win at that level is actually yeah. being That's superwoman insane. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You, you know when you said that, like you know that last moment just reminds me of like how it's shown in movies, right? Yeah. That or like Hulk or someone, you just <laughs> Hulk is just ch- uh, channelizing, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> channelizing all his energy. So yeah. yeah, we can do it, guys. It's it's all part of us, and it's how much you really want something in the end. So do I you miss it? I miss it a lot, and but I'm doing a lot of other things right now. But I'm also trying to balance it. I'm working out, doing my bit. I'm trying to play as much, but with COVID, it's not been easy because badminton's an indoor sport. So mm-hmm. yeah, trying to do as much as I can. So Mahati and I were wondering. We've mm-hmm. been training hard for this. Okay, mm-hmm. for years, just by the way. <laughs> yeah, you know, the only one training. Both of us have also been training. <laughs> We've been having those uh, the right foods. At least oily foods are right for me, so I have it. <laughs> no, Mahati and me cheat quite a bit, so it's okay. Uh, so we were wondering if uh, you would want to go one v two against the both of us in a court. Oh my God, guys! I'm scared. I'm so underprepared. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And it's gonna be a tough match, it's Mira. Gonna it's really gonna be a tough. tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys, but with this power inside me, I think I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, then, chalo, let's wrap this up. I have to go beat Mira's ass in ass in badminton now. Like, let's go. Fully ready, Moti. Come, let's go. I'm come. gonna beat your <laughs> ass, <laughs> oh guys. I'm literally next to you. It was supposed to be. Yeah, you'll be umpire. Yeah, yeah, keep score. <laughs> yeah, keep score. You already know it's 21 points. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm looking at you play, Mira. Look at you. You can barely jump, dude. Are you sure you can take me? Uh, I will see you in court, Moti. So, guys, that brings us to the end of this episode. If you liked this episode, please follow us on Instagram. We're also available on. Spotify and YouTube. Thanks to Mira for being here. Such a fun time. Thanks I for coming, it. Mira. <laughs> also, guys, if you haven't checked out our first episode yet, go check it out right now. Thanks to Mrinal. He's fucking awesome from Stain Class Productions, and also Do Creative Labs. Check them out, guys. They're awesome. And thank you guys for listening. Remember, we roll out episodes every week, so stay tuned. And remember to keep it fresh.